0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Grange TV. Thank you for joining us. We will be discussing the Michael Chandler and Conor McGregor fights. Apologies for this. This is so hot here in Sydney today, in Wollongong actually, where I'm at. Um, but this room in particular is super, super hot. And that I'm in, and the cameras I had a problem with one of the cameras, and it wouldn't start right off the bat. So I am here, people. Thank you very much for um, for joining us here. I'm um, just going to discuss i don't know just a few things about the fights and that and everything that that we saw for me personally i'm just going to talk about i'm going to kick off with the mokko chandler versus um daniel hooker fight and uh just give my opinions on it as well and just i i picked daniel hooker One, i I said before the fight that i was biased about that but um aside from being biased about it just because he's from this area and whatnot the fact that he's from new zealand um and I think, but in fairness, I actually did think he's, he, he would get the win over Chandler. Not because I don't think Chandler's a good fighter. Um, I think Chandler's a fantastic fighter. I just thought that the way they matched up, that Dan, Dan would be able to keep him <clears throat> more at range. So, yeah, for anyone that's just joining us now, we'll talk about the the Chandler-Hooker fight first. Then we'll talk about the mcgregor Poirier fight second. Um, so, yeah, so... I, I thought he'd be able to keep him at range and if he and if they got in into the wrestling that um you know as the fight progressed Hooker was gonna prove to be a little too much. He'd be able to get back up onto his feet and whatnot. Um we didn't get a chance to see that. The the things that stuck to me, um, Chandler was was extremely impressive in that fight. He was very, 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 very impressive. Um the things that impressed me the most about it was one Dan Hooker. I think he he was moving away, he was trying to get his range established and he was like a lot of people criticize it but they criticize it because he lost he was throwing good calf kicks and a couple of them started to hurt um Chandler it's different when you watch a fight when you know what the outcome is going to be when you know what the outcome is going to be then everyone's a genius everyone's like oh no he didn't it didn't work and blah 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 but it, while, while I was watching the fight you could see that he was starting to throw those kicks it was starting to hurt Chandler and um But at the same time, on the flip side of that, this is what I – what I. Chandler was very, very smart. He didn't just keep following and walking into those calf kicks. He would stop chasing hooker, and that meant that he wouldn't just walk onto those calf kicks. He would stop and let hooker have to, like, sort of stop and circle back. And then, obviously, as he was coming in, changing levels, throwing those rights to the body – he was, he was starting to change that level. I thought he was going to go looking for an overhand right, which, which he did, but he didn't get it. And then what he does a very interesting thing, which is he changes his stance as he throws the punches. So he covers that distance and he takes away Hooker's range. And so when he threw those right hands, then he would step in. And when he stepped in with that left hook, man, he hit then Hooker with the mother of all left hooks. And I don't think that's all she wrote like there wasn't it wasn't enough in the fight for anyone to be able to be overly critical of dan and i think that michael chandler was man amazing in that fight absolutely amazing which you know also now you wonder what what's it mean for this for the lightweight division um yeah so that that was me that was my thoughts one of the people said (laughs) uh thank you jude w um Laced Up says Chandler isn't someone you can start with a feeling out process. He starts out hard and fast. Looked like Hooker was trying to feel him out at the start and he got jumped. Man, I kind of disagree with you, man. Like, I mean, you, everyone says that now because Hooker, Hooker lost. Everyone knows that Chandler comes out hard and fast. Um, <clears throat> it's not like he's, he's got five losses as well. It's not like they just jumped on him and won. Um, and he's had hard, long, hard fought fights as well. I think that 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 really what it came down to at the end of it was that Chandler was able to <coughs> to change inside inside the cage quicker than Dan could. I think that that was the, the biggest thing because he didn't follow Dan he didn't he, he cut him off he was aggressive he stalked him down but he didn't continue to follow him around the cage and step into the leg kicks which it looked to me like Dan was hoping he would do. And Chandler was too smart for that. I think more, it kind of doesn't give credit because Chandler wasn't just a guy that that just comes in and just barrels through people in that fight. In particular, in that fight, I think he showed how smart he is as well. He's like very, very smart, very, very, very clever guy. That's the thing that got me the most when I, when I saw that fight with Dan Hooker is that he didn't come charging in like a bull in a china shop. He really stalked Dan. And when he felt that he was walking into those kicks, he stopped. And then he changed his attack. And that was something that I think um, was super impressive about it. Uh, Luke Bloomfield, Hooker was so worried about the right when he threw it at the body. Hooker was all eyes on the right and got whacked with the left. Yeah. Well, that is what happened. Absolutely. He was hitting that right to the body and he was getting inside. He was getting inside and being able to throw it. Um, and he, when he does that, uh, Mike throws the right hand and steps in with his left and then makes himself, so he's, I'm sorry, he throws the right and then he ends up switching his stance. He ends up stepping with a right and then throwing the left. And that that made him be able to cover that distance, you know? So these aren't easy things to do. That's like a smart dude that's in there. And just like I said earlier, just not following and walking into those leg kicks and putting that pressure on your, on your lead foot is very, very impressive. Um. Ewan Ferguson says, um, could this be similar to Justin G when he came, out, when he came over? Got some quick explosive wins. People eventually learn to weather the storm and we'll have to eventually update his style. It could be, but Chandler has proven, like, if you look at um, Gaethje's fights before in um, the PFL and that, that's how he fought. He always fought, like, blood and guts, you know? Like, he always got in there and <clears throat> tried to put on more damage than they could give back. And he always fought like that in the PFL. And then he fought like that in the early UFC as well. Chandler is is more is more dynamic than that. He he's he's got a greater array of skills. So he's not a, a guy that's just going to rely on his on his striking power. You know, he's he can wrestle, he, he uses his grappling a lot. He's very, very smart, man. And I think that, that the, the biggest thing that I took away from that fight was he's either like made some big changes where he's gotten smarter in the last uh bunch of fights or or something because his ability to not come charging in, his ability to to not just get in there and make it blood and guts. And the fact that he didn't just keep following onto those calf kicks was a big one for me. Um he was he he adjusted to those calf kicks early on. It wasn't just like, oh hookah wasn't doing the right things. Like no nah, hookah was trying Maybe he could have thrown more kicks up the middle, Hooker, but then everyone, everyone's smart once the fight's finished, you know. Maybe he could have thrown some kicks down the middle. Maybe he didn't want to get taken down. Who knows? But he did execute his calf kicks quite well. Um, and Chandler just stopped walking onto him, and that that was real, real smart on his part. <laughs> it seemed to me that Hooker was perturbed by Chandler's confidence in there. Like Everything Chandler did was unexpected. I wonder if Dan needed, needed more time after four year to reset. Man, honestly, prior to the fight, Hooker looked good to me. You know what I mean? Um, and in there, Hooker's a very intense guy. He didn't seem to me. Like, I've heard some people say that. Hooker looked not, you know, he couldn't, didn't know how to handle his confidence and all that. I think that's, that's a little bit insulting to the fighters, you know. I, and to both fighters, I think to Hooker and to Chandler. I think Hooker knows exactly what he was getting into. You know, of course he might have been a bit surprised at the speed, at you know, how quickly Michael adapted, but I think that's taken away from Hooker, which eventually takes away from Chandler. Um, the guy that Chandler beat and the beat decisively is one of the best fighters in the world. Um so somebody here wrote, Chandler's scary for sure, but he shouldn't skip right to the belt like Dustin is saying. Maybe Tony next. Yeah, that's an interesting thing because to me there's Charles Oliveira there who has an eight and no record now like not the whole record eight and but he's an eight and no run and I wonder what happens there do we put do we put Chandler above Oliveira you know what I mean I, I, I don't know. Ryan H, yeah that's the thing that got me I was super impressed with Chandler's distance management. That's exactly right. That's the whole thing I've been saying the whole time like I I I'm really impressed by that. That That's the thing that got me the most. Like, I know he's hard as nails. I know he's super strong. I know he hits super hard. I know all those things already. Um, Dan Hooker knew all those things already. All of that. Super confident, mean guy, all of that. Everyone knows that about Chandler, anyone that watches the fights. So it's not new to anyone. But that distance management and him not, not continuing like a bull in a china shop, that was what was impressive to me. Um. Bob Hooker threw his gloves down. Do you think he's done, or was that just frustration? I don't know. I don't know. Hooker's a guy that that has been in a lot of wars, man, and he's he's taken a lot of damage. Um, I'm sure he like you know, there's sparring damage as well. <coughs> I remember Hooker fighting from years and years, like in local shows. I remember that back back in the day. And some of those fights were hard too, you know. Um so I don't know. Only he knows how much damage he's taken, and if it's worth it to keep going. You know, I think he can beat anyone in any on any given day. But you know, it, there's a lot he's taken a lot of damage as well. You know, so um, I'm a fan of his as a fighter and as a man, and only he knows wh- wh- what he meant by that. Chandler should get Gagey, somebody says. That would be an interesting fight too. I I think that would be a very, very interesting fight. And Gagey is going to be someone that's going to come at you as well. Um, He's going to come at you right off the bat. It's going to be a real interesting fight. Um, Chandler looked about frustrated at the beginning of the round because Hooker was keeping distance. I agree. That's, That's one of the things of people saying you can't fight Chandler like that. They're only saying that because Hooker lost. But if you watch the fight and you watch it as it was happening, like you can see that Hooker was managing that distance, keeping Chandler away, and he was landing those kicks. And But Chandler worked it out. And that, to me, rather than take away from Hooker, is like, man, look at what Chandler did. Chandler stopped, reset, adjusted, and got the win, man. You know what I mean? And got it in an emphatic fashion. So, yeah, no, that was um yeah that's right hooker did leave the the gloves in the octagon i don't know i I don't know what he meant with that you know i don't know look and here's one of the things i love watching him fight i'm always pumped to see a dan hooker fight i don't know what he meant by that but i hope that um if if he left them in there for the right reasons like he left them in there because he thinks, like, that's that's it. That's my fight. I don't want any more damage. Then I hope I hope he doesn't fight anymore, you know. Not because I don't think he's capable, but, like, for his sake, for his safety, if that's how he feels, you know, I, I respect that. And, I, would, I, I man, he's had an amazing career. If it was just in frustration and he's like, no, 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 I can I can do this and I feel good and I haven't really taken as much damage as people say because I don't know how much damage he's actually taken. Um, he looks like he's taken a bit. But if he wants to keep going, I'm always going to tune in. I'm always going to go for Dan Hooker. Um, Yeah, that's right, Ryan. So Ryan, he wrote, Hooker was even circling out of Chandler's power hand. He's right. He was. Um, And that's the thing that, that Michael Chandler did so well. He when he, When he throws that right hand, he steps in with his left, throws a right, but then he switches the stance. He puts his right foot there forward, and that's what allowed him to throw that left hook um it's very technical man it wasn't it wasn't an easy thing to do and it's a very smart thing to do and you, he corralled Dan into that he corralled then into that power shot very 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 smart guy very like very very clever the way he did it um sang Woo moon says he closed that gap incredibly quickly after the adjustment very explosive and a well-calculated attack can't take anything away from hooker i agree i agree look it wasn't It was very explosive, but it wasn't like he just came charging in. No, 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 man. That guy, he had to make some serious adjustments, man. And if if you don't know and don't understand how damaging calf kicks can be, watch the McGregor versus Poirier fight, which was the next fight, and you'll see what – you'll get an idea of what Chandler was having to deal with if if he didn't get off like that and if he didn't make those adjustments. Because if you watch the fight, there were a couple of those calf kicks that got through. You know, they actually did get through. Not all of them landed flush. I'll, I'll give you that. Hooker wasn't landing a more flush. But there were a couple of the calf kicks that hurt and, and kind of frustrated Chandler. Chandler kept his head, got back in there, readjusted. And you'd see him stop and make Hooker stop. And then he'd start again. Very, very clever. Very. It's hard to do that, man, when you're in the thick of it. Especially if you're the kind of fighter that Chandler is that wants that explosiveness and that excitement. Um let me see what we have here. Do you do I think that Nate is, for lack of a better word, washed up? And how would you see Connor versus Nate three going? Can we can you remind us? Can you ask us that question during the the um Connor McGregor part when we when we get to it? Um it's a good question. I want to talk about that for sure. Um if Eugene said on Combat TV that Dan will be back, then he'll be back and um, I really wish those guys well, and I wish Dan Hooker all the best in his career. I'm always going to tune in and watch. Um, so somebody wrote, that Barboza fight would be, uh, Luke Moonfield wrote, that Barboza fight would be enough damage to rethink fighting for me. That Barboza fight was brutal. That was a brutal, brutal fight. It also showed people what you're going to have to do to get Hooker out of there. And this is another thing I think about Michael Chandler. He's seen those fights. He knows how tough hooker was he was under no illusions how good hooker was and he still came in there and he he put him away in the way that he did with all the pressure that was on him as well like if he didn't if he didn't win what happens like what do you do do you how many like let's say he didn't want he didn't win this fight then he's got more pressure in the next fight maybe the ufc cuts him what's he do does he go back to bellator does he go to one fc there's a lot of there's a lot of this pressure. On, on a fighter, even if he's not going to come out and tell you that. Beetlejuice, yes, Chandler switched incredibly well. Um, RK99 says, thanks for taking the time to, uh, to answer the questions the other day in Reddit. Man, thank you guys for putting the questions up. Otherwise, it would have been just me, so thank you. Yeah, Dan dropped his guard because Chandler hit the body. Yeah, he did a fantastic job of hitting the body and changing, not only... Not only hitting the body, but he changed his levels when he hit the body. So it makes your eyes go like that. you know. makes you follow him. Fantastic. It was really, really incredible. Um, so I, Voden says, I don't think Dustin beats Oliveira or Chandler. Yesterday, GSP coach said that Chandler will be the UFC champion. He could well be the, the UFC champion, for sure. After that performance like that, not, not just because he knocked him out, just because of how patient he was and his adaptability. That's what impressed me. He very well could be the next UFC champion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Dustin and Oliveira is, is an interesting one because if Oliveira can't get Dustin down, my opinion, I don't know that he that that Dustin that we saw yesterday, I don't think that Oliveira outstrikes. That's my opinion. Um Bab, how do you deal with calf kicks with a wide stance as a field? You have to unbalance yourself to check it correctly as your leg needs to be really wide for the calf kick to hit the shin blade. The the point of you having a long stance, like the point of you having that long stance like Connor or anyone else, is your ability to move in and out. And if we're kind of segueing into the Connor fight now, because I think we are, I think if you're going to bounce, if you if you have that long stance, if you look at a uh, Steve Thompson, Connor himself, who uses the wide stance really well, the whole purpose of that is for you to be able to slide in and slide out quickly, move in and out, move in and out. Because you're not going to be able to check those kicks from a wide stance. You're not going to be able to turn your your knee your your knee in time to check it. So the whole point of that is you'd be able to attack, get in, and get out. Conor in this in this fight looked real different to me, you know. And and that's not taking any away to, from Dustin because had Conor have won, then it would have been Conor's a genius. Look what he did. He came in differently, but he did come in differently. <clears throat> he came in. Low with a wide stance, but in a kind of boxers crouch. And he wasn't hopping back and forwards like he usually does. And it looked like he was going to trade it out with Dustin in the pocket and pocket box. And he did have some success in that first round. He got taken down. But I I, I me personally, I thought he won that round ten nine. Um the only thing I I found it strange as well was I understand why Dustin was was clinching with him and that was smart on Dustin's part. I felt that any clinching that would happen would be to Connor's detriment as any wrestling that would happen was to Connor's detriment and kudos to to Dustin to capitalize on that and get that early takedown. Having said that, I don't know why he um Connor would then initialize initiate the clinch. Um there were times in there where he would clinch up with Dustin and I didn't understand why he was doing that. Um again, had he have beat Dustin, people would have said it was a fantastic game plan. Um, Dustin, on the other hand, did a fantastic job of picking out that Connor wasn't moving back and forwards, and he was able to execute those leg kicks almost at will. Not every kick that he landed landed flush, but but yeah. And then I don't know then how much power Connor was able to carry into that second round because he landed some shots. Dustin has a great chin. He rolled with the shots, which is a big thing that people miss. He rolled with them. Um, I picked Connor to win. I would never pick Con- uh, Dustin to win a boxing match with Connor in the first two rounds. I would understand Dustin taking a win in the later rounds, but I, I didn't pick it like that. No way. Um, so, yeah, I hope that answers your question, Luke. And that's the thing. Um, so, Sank says he landed some body shots as well. Hooker wasn't exactly throwing any substantial calf kicks. Calf kicks don't have to be that hard, man. I'm telling you now, they do not have to be that hard. Um, uh, again, I think people t- uh, people saying that kind of take it away from Chandler as well. Cuff kicks don't have to be that hard. You land when you feel a couple, you know that it's gonna like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's gonna compromise your stance and it's gonna compromise your explosion. For someone like Chandler, that's huge. So his ability to to adapt is huge. Um. What would be the signs you'd be looking for to tell if a fighter's taken too much damage? I think that's that's subjective, and I don't want to talk about any particular fighter here. Right? There are some fighters that the reality is they need to get in and get as much money as they can, and there's other guys that have ability to make a living outside of fighting. That that's the cold hard truth, and that's a sad thing. Um, And I would say that a guy that has the ability to make a living outside of fighting, a, a quite a substantive living outside of fighting. I'd say, then, even like, you, you have to cut the damage off relatively early there because you're only gonna it's it's gonna be a point of diminishing returns for later in life. There are other guys, men, that will never see a payday, not even close to what they're getting now in fighting, and so sustaining too much damage, unfortunately for them, is not on the same. It's not the same. What signs would I look at? physically man you can kind of see it in some fighters like they're not there anymore i've got friends i'm not going to name anyone but i've got friends that they're not the same anymore like when you when you talk to them they're not the same when um you watch them move they're not the same i don't i don't know dan hooker personally i've met him i've talked to him a few times but i don't know him and every time i've seen him he looks great you know so um and then you feel it as well. I think sometimes people will feel the fact that they can't compete like, or you can see it in your fighter, like you can't compete. And I don't think that's the case for Dan either. Um, what's another? It's kind of insane how competitive the division got after Khabib, Khabib dipped. Um, yeah, and I think it was competitive even when Khabib was there, just not that competitive against Khabib. Because, but then, look. Having said that, like, if Khabib was still around, him and Michael Chandler, I'd be interested in seeing. That'd be a, that'd be a really interesting fight as well, you know. I I can't say, oh no, nah, Chandler can't beat Khabib. I would definitely have him as a favorite, Khabib, but I'd, I'd I'd be number one to see that fight. Um. See how does Justin's ground game against Khabib show problems against Oliveira? So you're talking about if Justin Gaethje fought Oliveira. I think if Oliveira were to, to be able to get Gaethje down, if he does, uh, the grappling level would be night and day. Like, Jiu-Jitsu-wise, Charles Oliveira is on, on a much higher level than Gaethje. Gaethje would be like, a, and I don't want to sound insulting, but he's not, Jiu-Jitsu is off his back, is, is not high level. A grappling, like if you were just to grapple stand up and be able to grab you, roll and scramble out of stuff and put you in some submissions, good. He'd be probably pretty good, but he's not going to do that to, to Charles Oliveira. Um, if they get on the ground, I'm saying there's big ifs because Charles Oliveira has to run a gauntlet of knees, elbows, fists, and the rest of it. I don't know that he'd pick Gate Pardo that he even wanted. <clears throat> um, Thank you, Mooney. How do you think... You're welcome, and Thank you guys for being on here. How do I think Chandler will do against Khabib purely grappling-wise? Man, it's a hard one. I think Chandler's a fantastic grappler, like a really, 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 really good grappler. But I think Khabib's the best grappler at lightweight, you know? Overall, MMA grappler, I think he's the best grappler. Um, So I don't know. I, I can't say, you know? But when you're in there and you're fighting, and you're fighting a, a, a very strong nuggety wrestler with good hands, and he's proven to be quite—he's proven to be smart and adaptable like Chandler. Um, Khabib would have to go in there with, like, wary of that as well. Because I, I don't know, but I think Khabib's the best grappler at, at lightweight. Poirier um, doesn't want Chandler next. What do you think is next for Chandler, Coach Oliveira? That'd be an interesting fight. The problem is, man, that to me, I think Oliveira has won eight fights in a row. Now, unless Chandler and him are going to fight for the belt, which is not going to happen because Dustin just beat Connor, I don't think it's you know why would why would you win eight fights in a row and then take a a, a ninth fight with a super dangerous guy? I think Oliveira should fight for the belt, whoever he fights. Do I think Chandler beats Burns and Usman? No, I, I saw burns fight hooker and burns doesn't even look the same as what he when he fought hooker um i think it's hard to fight like guys like say uh chandler khabib volkanovsky max like in all those guys in their respective divisions i think don't translate that well in the next division up simply because they enjoy certain advantages size advantages or you know, Max is a taller, longer guy at featherweight, and he's not the taller, longer guy at lightweight, and he doesn't have that one shot knockout power. So makes it harder. It's not impossible. Like these guys are fantastic fighters. Volkanovsky's like a, a brick. He's like built like a brick. And for example, if you put him and Chandler next to each other, Chandler's a bigger version of Volkanovsky. So I think that takes away the the levers, the, the, the levers and the mechanical advantages that Volkanovski and Max enjoy a featherweight. And it's the same thing I feel for a Khabib and a Chandler. Sure, they can go out and win fights at welterweight. I'm sure they could, but they're not going to be the biggest welterweights. They, they are some of the biggest lightweights out there. Um, so it's not, they don't enjoy the same advantages. They're fantastic, skillful, technical fighters, and they could probably still do very well. Um, How do I think Hooker would go at 170 if he took a year off to develop? Again, exactly what I just said then about um, Chandler. I think Hooker's a good lightweight, you know, really good lightweight. I think he'd do really well at welterweight. Um, I don't know. He's not a young guy anymore either, so I, I don't know. I think he'd do well for sure. He's a great fighter. Um, I don't think Oliveira or Chandler are precise enough to get past Dustin's defense. In my honest opinion, Connor was a better matchup against Dustin than Oliveira. Yeah, I I agree. I think um, Dustin. I agree with you on the Oliveira thing. Although always, I, I'm I'm a fan of Oliveira. I think Dustin's a little bit too sound, a little bit too rugged. Um, and it'd be hard for Oliveira to get him down. I think you know. And Chandler versus Dustin, I think that would be an interesting fight. I'd love to see that fight. That'd be a crazy fight. Luke, i think the mayweather fight poisoned connor's fight style he used to use a lot of kicks to keep people at the range he wanted now he's about 95 percent boxing let's talk about let's talk about this uh connor and dustin fight as well then let's let's talk about that in this particular fight one of the things that i didn't see from connor like i said like i said earlier i didn't see connor come in with that wide-bladed stance moving in and out throwing kicks to corral dustin back and forwards throwing front kicks I don't know that he even threw a front kick from memory. I don't think he threw a front kick in that fight. Um, I didn't see enough spinning attacks to make Dustin wary about other things and being able to pull his legs back and forwards. Um, I saw Conor get in his face, go for the power shots. He hit Dustin with some good shots too. Um, I, I don't know what it was. Like It's not like he fought boxing and he forgot how to kick. I don't think that at all either, but... There was definitely a, he looked like he was in there to have a boxing match with Dustin and Dustin was smart enough and adaptable enough to kick the shit out of his legs. I would have liked to have seen Connor do a little bit like Chandler and be able to pop back out and wait and reset. I don't know. I don't know. It it, it looked like Connor got a little bit frustrated as well when his power didn't put um, Dustin out. So that was very interesting. Charles suggests that Connor was rusty. He wasn't as dynamic. You think it was rust as well, or did Poirier just masterclass him? I mean, if you're out of the fight game for a long time, it's not going to help you. That I can tell you. Um, yeah, I mean, he might have been, but, but Dustin went in there and did the right things as well. Like He capitalized on everything that he had to do as well. Because don't forget, whilst the experience helps Dustin, of getting in there and fighting and that's great the experience is good but it also wears dustin out like he takes shots he's taken a lot of damage and connor didn't take that damage so yeah i i think that dustin did a fantastic job i think we can get into a million reasons why connor has been distracted or not or whatever but the reality is once you get in there man you get in there and it's not like dustin doesn't have his own distractions doesn't have his own problems in life and so you're in there you fought and Dustin adapted and got off better than Connor did, and he won. And Dustin did a good job, man. He because he capitalized on it. He kept that wrestling going. He kept that upper body pummeling going. And that fatigues Connor's arms as well. It takes a pop out of the arms. He got in the hit corner with that nice little right hook, dropped Connor, Grand and Pounded him, and he won. Like and he rolled. One of the things that impressed me with Dustin as well was that head movement, the ability to roll with that punch. So when he throws that punch, Dustin was wasn't just staying there and getting hit he was like rolling with the shots so that that was really if you watch i think halfway or something through that second round kind of hit him with pop perfect left and I, because i commentated that fight here on our grange tv and i thought nah man he he hit him you know and nah dustin had rolled with it like he got hit and it's it takes a lot of experience to get to that point where you're going to get hit and roll with it and he got hit and he rolled with it and he you know, he pulled Connor up against the, the, the cage, and that's that's when he hit him with that right hook. Um, do you think that we'll get karate, Connor after this? I think in MMA, you have to have, if you're going to fight, if you're going to box, it, it, to me, it was kind of weird. He kind of got, got caught, caught between two styles. Like, if you're going to box, like a guy like Frankie Edgar boxes a lot, and his footwork's really good, and he goes in and out, and, you know, cuts angles and great it's hard to just line him up and hit him with 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 leg kicks yeah there are guys that have done it but it's hard because he's cutting angles connor was like in a wide stance but not moving in and out and he was trying to box from that wide stance but he wasn't in a boxing stance and cutting the the same type of angles you know having said that he did look good there were there were flashes like in the exchanges where connor's head movement was still great you know connor's vocabulary punches was still great he did a great job you know but dustin was better in my opinion dustin was great and i don't want to take anything away from dustin he he surprised me i i i said like 55 45 i gave advantage to connor and never would i have picked dustin to win by knockout in the second round no way so amazing maybe they can get him to the ground i don't really know what dustin's takedown defense is like um are you talking about the other thing yeah i I don't know dustin's dustin's good man he's been in there with everyone that's that's the thing uh at grange tv if i recall correctly connor has had two knee injuries if true do you think that they may be contributing factor to his reduced mobility it depends man because a lot of the times if it's due to trauma And one of the injuries was against Max, and it was kind of, he was caught from memory, like, in a kind of deep half and a pass, something like that, and his knee went. When it's a knee injury like that, just caused by trauma, and you don't have pre-existing genetic conditions that make you predisposed to knee injuries, because that's something that happens a lot of the time as well, people don't understand. You might have a predisposition to a knee injury, and then you're exposed to an element in the game that's going to exacerbate you getting that injury. Um, and that's when you have reoccurring injuries. But if you're a guy that has no, you don't have a predisposition to a particular knee injury and you have a trauma that occurs, it doesn't disrupt the whole joint. Like you didn't get hit by a car or something like how his knee got caught in that guard exchanger. I don't remember it off, off the top of my head, but it was something like that. And it just pops and you get that surgery. It's, it's a, nowadays it's a relatively straightforward surgery. And a lot of the times, that knee will come back. That the tendon or that ligament, the ligament in Connor's case, will come back. will will be stronger than what it was before. So I don't know. I don't offhand. I'd say oh, no. I don't think so. But um, I think. But it could have. But it could have. I don't know. I'm not privy to the information in their camp. Um, but Connor isn't a guy that's been uh, plagued with knee injuries or with other injuries like Dominic Cruz, for example, um, that was plagued with injuries. No, he's he's not like that. So I don't think necessarily that that was the case. Does Hooker fight outside the top 10 now? I I mean, no, because I think uh, he could fight Ferguson. He could fight Nate Diaz. I don't think that those fights are necessarily going to happen for Hooker, but I mean, they'd be really interesting fights. Dos Anjos, that would be a really interesting fight. Um a rematch with Felder, you know, a rematch with Barboza. I'd watch all those fights. Gregor Gillespie, if Gillespie gets past um oh my god, Riddell, you know, like they're all they're all good fights. And winnable for him too. Um calling in now his next fight, probably RDA or Islam, Islam Mahachev, that's another great fight. Um, yeah, all of those great fights. I don't think Olivera could get him down without getting cracked by Gaethje. I have to agree that Gaethje would not be a fun guy to take down, I'm telling you now. Um, seeing how Connor looked versus Dustin recently, do you think Gaethje w- would roll Connor? The Connor that fought yesterday and the way he fought, he can still beat Gaethje, but I would have guessed before this fight, before what I saw yesterday, is that Connor's footwork and vocabulary of strikes in his boxing his head movement would be too much for gaichi that would have been my call if Connor continues to fight like that it becomes more of a he's kind of fighting like gaichi wants him to fight and gaichi can can do like chandler did throw the right kick to the body step in and throw from the uh from a south pole position throw the calf kick and that's what he'd be looking to do so um i don't know if Connor fights like that I, I don't know, and that and and you know what, he might knock Gaethje out, anyways. I don't know. Um, is there anyone else in the division from Bellator One FC that you'd like to see go over to UFC? Man, it's interesting, eh? Like, I, I don't know that I'd necessarily want them or need them to go over to the UFC. There's a lot of good fighters, man. There's a lot of good fighters, um, guys that I'd like to see fight each other. I'd like to see Benson Henderson back in there again, you know, um, for old time's sake. I don't know. I can't think of people right off the top of my head that I'm like, I'd love to see him in the UFC. But there's a lot of good guys outside of the UFC as well. How much do I attribute Conor losing to shaving his head while Dustin had a beautiful uh, mane? I don't know. But again, you can look at Samson and there is a thing to long hair and strength. So many people would love to see McGregor fall. This loss to Dustin is pretty much McGregor's biggest fall. This time, it got a different reaction from me. I actually felt sad seeing him like that. I think there's um, it's funny you should say that. I had a conversation with someone the other day. It 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 was um, different. It was like seeing like like an old lion or something. Not not that McGregor's physically old or something, but it was like he did, just did not have that aura anymore. And the whole lead up to the fight didn't feel like a McGregor fight as well. I've got my own opinions on things. I think that there's a lot of stuff outside of the octagon. People, there's things that people don't necessarily talk about in as far as like, also, I'll go back to this. I don't like to see anyone lose, but I can't be like, Oh my God, McGregor, blah, blah, blah. Like when you put yourself out there and you talk as much as he does. And you know, he's been pretty hurtful with some of the stuff he said towards people as well. So it's not people it's, you're not haters for not liking someone that has been as disrespectful as he has towards other people. Now, having said that I, I don't like seeing anyone lose you know that's one of the, the the worst things but I do think he's got a lot of stuff that 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 goes on outside like and I, I'm not even talking of his business and this and that like he's got allegations that have been put forward to him that are extremely serious you know whether or not they're I'm not here to say he's guilty or not guilty or whatever. He's got people trying to settle outside of court. And these are things that like that we know about. Imagine stuff that we don't know about. And I think the nature of some of those allegations would be incredibly difficult for you to deal with. Like, You'd have to go home and speak to your wife about that and say, you know, there's a sexual assault allegation again against me, you know? And even if she believes you and even if you are innocent, but these kind of things pile up a huge amount of pressure on you as well. So I think he is facing some... Tough times at the moment. Again, that's his things, and Dustin has his own things as well. You know, so it's a game. That's a game. You step in there, it's done. Uh, I turned into flubber for a bit when Dustin won. I hope they do Diaz and McGregor three. Good way to gauge where both fighters are at. Yes, possibly. Yet, yeah. uh, while all these headlines everywhere writing him off and calling him done, are just people kicking another man when he's down. Either this makes Conor come back bigger than ever or he's done one or two ways um yeah i mean that was it, it was different it was a different fight it was a the whole thing was different the energy was different leading into the fight and like i said like doing other fights before calling other fights here before as well it didn't feel like a, a full-on mcgregor card um i do not think Connor looked bad i agree so say young I think he thought he could walk through calf kicks like he used to do thigh kicks. The game has shifted towards towards calf kicks and Kavan admitted that they don't throw them hard in training because of injury risk. I take that at face value. Honestly, the finish you saw, Connor had Dustin on the fence and Dustin was able to pivot off. Then Connor couldn't slip. Um, you can't throw calf kicks. Dude, you throw calf kicks light at training and you, you feel them, you know? You can't all pat it up you both both it up. You can throw the cuff kicks hard. But a cuff kick, like to actually feel what a cuff kick feels like in real life, you you can't. You can't throw them like that at training because you will break the fibula or you'll really, really hurt someone. That guy will be out for four weeks. Um, having said that, I don't think Connor looked bad. I just think he looked different. That's That's my biggest thing that I say. I think he looked different. I think he didn't look like in other fights, and this may prove good or bad. In this fight, it, it wasn't the best way to fight him. I don't think you're going to throw calf kicks at full pelt at each other in training. Um, hey, Valeria! Thank you so much. Valeria, as always, thanks for explaining, commentating in such a way that a casual like me can understand. If you could be the matchmaker, who would you choose for Islam's next fight? Hookah. Hooker, believe Hooker deserves if he's going to keep fighting. Believe and he believes in himself and that he deserves an up and comer like Islam, who's a gunfighter, a gun gun fighter, and he's charging through through the that division. Um, I would like to see Hooker fight, um, him. True test, you know, and um, Hooker deserves to fight good up and coming guys, and that makes for me an exciting fight. Um. That's, that's me. And thank you, Valeria, for supporting the show as always. You're amazing. And thank you so much. Very, 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 very thankful of that. Thank you for supporting the show. Um, <laughs> I swear seeing people say Connor does it for the money blows my mind. My guy has enough money to last three lifetimes. I hope he does it for the love of the game. Uh, really hope Connor bounces back. Yeah, I mean... Once you're in there, you're not thinking about the money. I can tell you that now. Um, Do I think Conor will ever touch the belt again? I can't say that. People can lose fights, dude. People can lose fights. This is the the reality. People, it's not a fairy tale, you know. It's not sunshine, unicorns, and rainbows all the time. People can lose fights. You can, you know, bad things happen, not just in fighting, in in your life. Things happen. Not everything that you touch is going to be gold. So, yeah, I mean, he's a great fighter, so of course. Hey, Vadim Nemkov is very good. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, I I don't know anything about Connor's camp, like, to, to thing, But I can tell you now, Kevin is a very smart guy. He's not stupid. They got good camp. They got the money to fund a good camp. Um, and saying stuff like that, I believe, takes away from Dustin's win. Dustin fought and won and beat a very good guy. Um. No, I I didn't think that he I didn't think that Dustin would beat him, but I do appreciate and I never would have diminished what he is. That that's for sure. Um. Someone said, "Hey, I realize it's slightly off topic, but I've been watching a few of your videos the last few days. Can you quickly introduce yourself? I like your content. It was just curious. My name is Fabrizio I'm there and um, I run Grange TV. I've coached a few different guys over the years um I, I can't it's hard for me to sit here and talk like that introduce myself but please if somebody wants to give a little resume then please do so i'm um, sorry man it's not against you i just feel kind of weird talking about myself um somebody wrote connor looked extremely disappointed oscar castro after the fight he definitely didn't expect those results in my opinion nah of course he's going to feel disappointed and, of course, he didn't expect those results. I think he he definitely thought he was going to win, which is normal. He's a fantastic fighter. But, um, you know, we're talking about, you know, you lost a fight, man. Losing a fight sucks, you know, for him, for his corner, for his family, for everyone that had to watch it. Um, I think, Chris Keiko, I agree with you. I do think that Chandler has it to compete with Khabib as well. Whether he beat Khabib, I think Khabib will be the favorite. Um but Chandler definitely has it. He, he he would be able to compete there, I think. Um, so from a fighter's point of view, what can you actually do to minimize a calf kick harm? I'm curious what Connors camp is going to do once they get back to work. Two things. Is, like I said this earlier, um, the calf kick, if you're in, more, in a more narrow stance, this is the thing. Calf kick is a dangerous kick to throw. Because if you throw a calf kick and somebody checks it, you're going to break your foot because the, the, the calf kick is not like a leg kick. You can be rel- uh, when you kick the thigh, you can be relatively close and kind of whip it around and over. And you can you can kick the calf kick, you can kick the thigh from a relatively close distance. A calf kick, you got to be a little bit further away, and you're going to hit with the lower part of the shin, kind of with the foot. And if a person checks your kick, puts their leg out, and you your foot kicks. Their um shin or the, even the bottom part of your foot, the distal part of the shin, kicks their shin or knee, you will break your foot, or at the very least, hurt it pretty badly. So it's not that he can't just throw calf kicks with impunity. That's the other thing people don't understand. So when you see Hooker throwing him, he was smart, man. He wasn't just launching him at him, he was smart the way he was throwing him. And for someone to do what what Poiere did, man, that's really good. Um so That's number one. You can check them if you're not in that stance. You've got to be in a more like a Muay Thai stance. That's why it's not as prevalent. Calf kicks aren't as prevalent in Muay Thai just because of their stance. They're they're standing much more square with their foot out ready to check. So it's not that easy to calf kick in, in Muay Thai. Connor doesn't have that stance. Connor has a more bladed stance, a long, wide bladed stance. Like I said earlier, the whole point of having that stance is your ability to move in and out And avoid that so you should try to get in and out attack and then get out if you can't do that then you're going to be susceptible to cuff kicks you're going to be susceptible to to kicks in general to the to the legs um i think everyone telling connor he had no gas has influenced connor to this new style much more i don't know i can't speculate on that um love seeing Dustin's reaction about fighting Chandler he said he will sell barbecue sauce before that fight happens said Chandler hasn't earned it yet I mean that's fair like I I think there's a guy like I think when Charles Oliveira I mean good for Chandler if he gets the title shot good for him but I think there's a guy in Charles Oliveira there that that deserves a shot you know um Dustin the diamond did you happen to see Ferris Sahabi's take on the fight? It appears he thought Connor somewhat quit in the second round. As a coach, did you see the same thing? What advice would you have given? I I haven't seen what Faraz said. I don't know the context in what he in how he said it. Faraz is a very, very smart guy. I'm a fan of Faraz a lot. Um I like I like what he does. I like he's a very, very clever guy. Also, I'm not even a fanboy. I'm just saying this is one of the things. I think for us, Habib is one of the few guys that's gone out there and actually learned wrestling, actually learned striking, and actually learned jujitsu himself, and is able to coach it at at that level. So he's very very well versed and very knowledgeable guy. Um, but no, I didn't catch what he said, so I don't know the context in that in what he said. Ha- what I saw as well, um, I saw kind of get really frustrated in that second round. I saw kind of not be able to land his shots, not be able to land the power. That he wanted to, or even if he did land the power, it didn't have the effect that he wanted, and I think he was a little bit disturbed by that. A little bit, and and also I think the added pressure that he's he was losing movement in in his in his foot in his leg we did one of two, we did a couple of things. I think it took away some of his power, and he realised he wasn't going to be able to fight third, fourth, and fifth like that and i think he really tried he really turned the fans on a little bit in late in that second and he wasn't able to get dustin out of there and he realized he wasn't necessarily going to be able to keep going and i think that that's probably what ferraz meant by by kind of quitting kind of giving up because it's a like this combination of a perfect storm of events that makes you go man i'm not going to get i'm not going to it's it's a it's a scary feeling man like when people gas or they're injured like that and you realize like, man, I'm not going to last this fight. Cannot get the guy out of there? So did he quit in the traditional sense of like, throw his hands up, I don't give a shit, I'm leaving? I don't think so. I just thought, think that there was a moment in there when he was like, man, I'm not going to win this fight. Is that quitting? Yeah. I, I, if that is quitting, I'm not saying it is. Who am I to say it? If that is quitting, then I can understand what Ferraz is saying if that's the context he said it in. Because I, I saw that. I saw the fact that the power wasn't there or it wasn't there because he was injured. And then he wasn't able to turn that around and get Dustin out of there. And he realized it was going only going to get worse for him with that movement. Dustin could have not kicked him at all the rest of that fight. And the movement in his leg would have got worse. Um, so... Why do you think Conor's energy was so different from this fight to Cerrone one, and do you agree that his energy was different from his walkout to right before the fight started? I think that this is my opinion. A lot of people aren't talking about this. I think that Conor, his image is being changed a lot. Um, I think that he's facing a lot of things outside of the octagon, and his image is changing, and that's changing his energy as well. Like I don't, I don't think it's just because he has kids and and whatnot. Um. I also feel that, in fairness, I'm going to say this, this is the truth as well. I feel that Kona in the past has said things about people that if you were in any other sport or if he was if he was anybody else in the UFC, um, he would have been kicked out. Like, there wouldn't be no way that, I don't know, if Gregor Gillespie threw a dolly through the bus window of um, because Brad Riddell was going to fight, that they'd let, Brad, they'd let Gregor Gillespie stay in the UFC. No way, you know? So I think that, he had a lot of backing from the UFC to do to, to be able to get away and do those things. And he used it a lot to his advantage. It's it's very tough for you as a fighter to face someone like that that can get away with it and do all those things. And you you can't. You know, you can't, you know, if you man, if if you're playing football and you insulted the opposition strikers, religion and mother and father, you'd be sanctioned, dude. You wouldn't be allowed to fight. And if any other fighter did that. It was that guy uh, Kyle Manoroa, who put some sort of racist slur or whatever, and they cut him from the UFC. It didn't hold a candle to the stuff that Connor said. So I think there is a whole change in energy and a whole change in in fixing the 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 image there. I, I think, and and that and that is happening for a reason as well. So um, I, I dare say Conor has a lot on his mind at, the, at this stage. Um Fab's buyer likes puffer jackets. Wow, thick Jesus. It's close. It's it's close. Um, Fab, do you watch Glory kickboxing and do you have any predictions about the title fights this weekend? If you don't, I highly recommend watching Rico, Alex Pereira, and Cedric fight. Huge card on Saturday. Man, I don't have predictions now, especially after my predictions of the weekend, and I'm I'm trying to see if I can do a, a fight companion for it, and yeah, I do like watching glory. It's hard for me to get it though. The problem is the the time frame for me is not it's not the best, and it then it kind of makes it like it hard to do the the UFC ones too. Um. Okay. Oh, thank you syndrome 2009 and jason korea for that thank you very much guys um dustin is from my hometown of lafayette louisiana so i was happy to see him get the win although i like connor also yeah man it's it's hard to honestly it's hard to see like there are times where you're like man i hope that guy loses but in general it's hard to see people lose man getting repeatedly kicked in the leg doesn't look so bad to a casual point of view but it seriously is one of the most painful things to experience let me explain something about one your thigh right There's the vastus lateralis and the iliotibial band on the outside and lateral aspect of your thigh. The iliotibial band is is literally that. It's a band, a fascial fascial band. And then the vastus lateralis is a large muscle that sits between the iliotibial band and the femur. When somebody kicks that, they're kicking all of that with their tibia, the, the, the thickest, hardest part of their shin, and they're smashing your muscle into your femur. And that's going to create bleeding and swelling and bruising. And they'll try and kick it. Really, where they want to kick it is at the lowest point of that um of your vastus lateralis, right before it meets the knee. A huge amount of damage, huge amount of damage. That that cripples you. Like you feel you take a couple of those big ones like that, really starts to hurt you. The calf kick is a different story altogether. The calf kick is very thin muscle, the calf has very thin muscles on the outside. On the lateral aspect of the calf, it's a very small amount of muscle. And there's the fibula. It's a, it's, a thin bone, it's a thin bone that goes down your leg. So you've got the tibia, which is the big, thick shin bone. And you've got the fibula, which is a thin, long bone that goes parallel to the to the tibia. That's all that's there. So if somebody kicks your calf, dude, they, there's, not much, there's not much space for the swelling and the bruising to go. So your your leg is going to blow up. If they, depending on where they kick it too, because like the tibialis anterior is not a big muscle. It bruises easy. It's going to stop you being able to uh, to dorsiflex to lift your foot. So it's hard for you to take a step. And if and if it's kicked right on the money, it can break your fibula qu- quite easily. Good friend of mine, Manny Rodriguez, fought in the UFC. He fought in the Ultimate Fighter House. He fought a guy from England in the Smasher's house. He got kicked in the calf kick. It snapped his fibula. He took the guy down north-south choke and won. The balls of steel but once the adrenaline was gone he couldn't walk you know so that's a little bit of the mechanics of the kicks like when people do not understand you do not have to kick it that hard if you get a jose alder like kicks like when he fought faber when he fought mike brown he basically paralyzed those guys he kicked so hard into the thigh too um hey joseph freely thank you so much sir it says here, thank you for this and thank you for supporting the channel. Really, really appreciate it. It really helps a lot. It seems like Connor has distanced himself from his agile karate stance. His first Poirier fight had a totally different stance. Why would he change? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like people said, um, maybe it was a fact that um, he had an injury, maybe he fell in love with his punching power. This is not hard to do, man. You got a guy that hits as hard as he does. He may, and I don't want to say he felt this. He may have felt that it was this was going to be a boxing match with him and Dustin, and he was going to get in there and box him up. And maybe he felt that. Um, I liked his agile karate stance. I think that his ability to throw kicks from different angles was what was what was going to be able to corral him into a better ability for him to hit those long ranging left hands. I don't know. The other thing I was gonna say is why would he change his wall? He would probably be able to generate more power from without that bouncing and without that stance, more a more stable thing. He'd probably be able to generate more power in his boxing, but this isn't boxing. And people are gonna kick the shit out of your legs. So it could be that. And having said that, both teams are fantastic. Kavanaugh, I actually spent some time with um Kavanaugh and that when Connor was like maybe 20 or 21, quite a few years ago. In Ireland, and they were very, very intelligent, very, very hospitable. I can't say anything bad about them. Like I really can't. Like I really like them a lot. Um Yeah, Chris, you're right. Less energy from the lower weight. He also didn't look like he put much more on after weighing. Dustin got back to around 178. That that wasn't the reason they 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 lost though. That you know what I mean? Like there wasn't kind of didn't look like out muscled and outgunned in there. Um, okay, someone here. <laughs> endless Nameless Fabs CV includes coaching Rob Whitaker to a championship, arm um, Mark Hunt, and most notably winning a track and field medal in grade school. I did win. A, hey, hey, listen to me, endless Nameless. I wasn't alone with uh, coaching Rob. There was a we had a very, very good team behind us at the time. Um, Don't ever talk about me doing anything to Mark Hunt. I'm petrified of Mark. Um, I like him a lot. Um, Most notably winning a track and field medal in grade school. Let's talk about that for a minute. 1991, I was a Liverpool Public School age champion, athletics age champion. And in 1997, I was an Ashcroft High School age champion as well in athletics. So no mucking around there. The look on Connor's face was like, oh, I'm in trouble now. He had the face that showed it. Yeah, I agree. And that's probably what Firas was re, uh, referring to. I don't agree with you, John James, that both Chandler and Oliveira destroyed Kabib, but um, I'm interested in seeing that fight. I'm definitely interested in seeing that fight. Um, okay, Yano, Israel, Burns or Usman, Stipe or Francis? Man, if gun to my head, and I'm gonna get these wrong, you know, I'm gonna probably do. I'm gonna do a breakdown closer to it. I'm gonna say Israel, Usman, and Stipe. I could get them all. Man, Burns and Usman to me is a fifty-fifty fight. Stipe, Francis, fifty-fifty fight. And Jan and Israel, it's a pretty much a fifty-fifty fight as well. That's how I feel with those fights. I can't really pick them, but you asked me to pick them. Gun to my head. To make it fun, I'm gonna give a prediction. But that's what I think. Um, Jacob Birdsong says, "Not a question, but some fostering has always bothered me, especially when it comes to Khabib. He had, me- he and many other Caucasian fighters promote seriously toxic. Su- Man, I don't want to get into political and religious conversations. It doesn't matter whether I agree or don't or whatever. I want people to be able to come on, have conversations here. I don't want it to get down the religious routes or the political routes." Um, like there's other forums no i'm not i love you i love having you on he jacob birdsong and everything but there's other forums to discuss those things that rather than here here i just want to discuss those two fights um is there an, any way to adjust from leg damage or just keeping an intense poker face the the problem is man that the once the damage has been done it's not it's not like you can't step on that foot. You can try. You can be a tough guy. There are tough dudes. Max is super tough. When Alex chopped his leg in, like chopped that calf, that would have hurt like a bitch. And, he, and he, it did take away from his movement. But eventually, you're going to have to move. You're going to change stance. You're going to go to South Not many people have the ability that Max Holloway does to go to South and then box equally well. You know, not many people have had that ability. It's not just being tough. Um, and the damage it's caused, I cannot explain to you how much swelling... And once a swelling occurs, those muscles do not let you move your foot. It, once the tibialis anterior muscle, which is the muscles on the front of your shin, that's gone, that's compromised and swollen and bleeding internally and whatnot, you can't lift your toes anymore because that's a muscle that lifts your toes, that does a dorsiflexion for your toes. So you can't do that anymore. You know, so you can be, who was it? Me Chich fought someone, I can't, I might've been, it was the same, it was, uh, Dos Santos. Mircic fought him and Dos Santos hurt him like that. And Mircic got him out of there. If Mircic didn't get him out of there in that first round and Dos Santos landed two or three or more of those calf kicks, game over. doesn't matter how tough you are because you cannot move your foot anymore. Um, Aldo's kicks were savage. What do you think Conor needs to do in order to check those properly? Like I said before, if he's going to narrow his stance and have a more traditional Muay Thai stance, and then he's going to be able to um, rotate his foot out and check those kicks. He's never going to do that. That's not how he fights. If he's able to slide in and out, then he's going to be able to see that coming hit and get out before it happens. Um, there were, however, I will say this. Connor did take, did try and check a couple of those kicks and he did partially check them, but you have to get bone on his foot. Um, stu mcKinnon a good very very good kickboxer that from australia here shout out to the McKinnon brothers baddest motherfuckers in sydney i think stand up wise a couple of the baddest ones a couple of them um they were saying like when you check a kick you don't just stick your leg out you kind of stick it out to the side so you almost at your legs are almost at a right angle so you you it feels like you're not going to check it but you check it with you check his foot on your knee or your shin um kind of did get it somewhat across but i believe he took a lot of the brunt on the on the um on the tibialis anterior and so he took a lot of the brunt of that shin on his muscle he really needs not i'm not giving him advice i think he's a fantastic fighter but the rotation of his shin to take shin on shin that's going to stop the kick the shin on foot that's going to stop those calf kicks once you take it on on the the muscle it, it really doing damage and his leg was probably already damaged and swollen by that stage anyways um yeah i agree connor did did fight well he just felt very different to what i expected um kabib committed a war crime on connor <laughs> greeting fab from Wichita. ks thank you mate thank you so much man i appreciate it Guys, if you haven't already, please like and subscribe. Click the notification button. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends about it. Please watch this. Tell people to watch it. I want to get this channel to thirty thousand subscribers asap. We're almost there, too. By the way, people. Uh, P- Connor said post fight that he's used the thigh kick, but not the low. He's used to the thigh kick, but not the low calf. When he heard Albers in the Dustin's corner, "Yell good one," he said he thought to himself, "Damn, that was a good one." That'd be about right, mate. That'd be about right. The thing with a calf kick, man, it's uh, like we train fighters, you know, and you can calf kick at training, but you generally, you're going to calf kick, you're going to have pads on your feet. There's no way in the world that you're going to train calf kicks at training with no no shin guards. If, you, if you're doing that, you're incompetent because you're going to put people out. You know, you're going to hurt, you're going to injure yourselves crazily. So there's no way to really prepare for that. You don't really know the amount of damage that that's going to cause. like, But I find it hard to believe with Connor's team and that, that they weren't aware of calf kicks. That's not, you know, they're smart people. They know what they're doing. Do you think Connor is actually humble? When he loses, sure, he is. But I feel like it's not the case when he wins for the most part. You know, I don't like to talk about people like that. I don't know. You, you guys can see anything that I can see. And you guys probably know more about the stuff that happens in the tabloids than I do. I generally don't watch that i try and just watch the fights so that i'm not carrying different biases in or whatever and that i already have enough biases in the fact that there are fighters that i know or that i've met and i want them to win or that i've worked with and i want them to win so i try not to get too involved in that stuff what lightweight title match would you want would you most like to see with dustin Connor, Nate, Chandler, Gaichi. I'd like to see Oliveira maybe and <clears throat> Oliveira and Dustin have a, have it out for the for the belt. I think it's going to be Chandler and Dustin for the belt, but I'd like to see Oliveira and Dustin for the belt. And then maybe maybe Chandler and Gaichi fight it out and kind of a little tournament between those four boys. I'd like to see that. Endless, nameless, Fab, you're the man. Thanks for what you do. No, thank you guys, man. Without you guys, what am I doing? I'll be here talking to myself. So I love these discussions. I love these conversations. I can't, you know, there's not that many people that I can have these conversations with. So I'm really, really glad. Missed the start of the recap. So maybe this has been covered, but has anybody heard from Hooker and know how he's doing? Took the loss pretty hard in the octagon. Yeah, we did cover it at the start. Um, you know, we're just speculating. I think Eugene said that he's going to fight again. And so, you know, he'd be the guy that knows the best. And so hopefully Hooker will fight again. I think. You know the 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 bittersweet, not even bittersweet, the bitter pill to swallow for Hooker is that he was right there. If he beat Chandler, he was right there. He was like there for the title, you know, really, really, really in the mix. And he, it seems to have happened to him a few times in his career that he was like right there, and then boom, down, down, boom, goes back down. So I think that that's really, really difficult and frustrating for him. Henry Cejudo handled this the specific leg injury the best triple c is the real deal he did he did handle that but that not all kicks are the same i think what happened with him he got kicked and it impinges the nerve and then the nerve like the feeling came back i don't think he suffered the same kind of trauma that um that connor did so that's what i mean like everyone's injuries are different like you can break your hand and then you can break your hand you know you can break your hand like right here and you can't you can't even make a fist you can't even punch like if you break your wrist, for instance, you're not really going to be able to keep fighting. Or you can break your hand in the middle and you know you're not going to be able to hurt the guy and a hand hurts, but you can still kind of do this. You know, there's all different kinds of breaks. There's all different kinds of injuries. Um, what the fuck is Fab a physio to <coughs> a true rena- renaissance man? I'm not a physio. I'm not a physio, but my degree is in um, sports science, in health science. So that is my degree, and I worked in that field for, for years. I was a college teacher, and I taught anatomy, physiology, uh, injury prevention, and all that stuff. Like I worked in sport always. have always worked in sports. So my degree is in sports science, health science, and my 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 I always taught at at college TAFE for the Australians. For Australians, it's TAFE for. Americans, British, everyone's college. Um it's how close did Justin get when he kicked Kabib's shin super hard? Like how close did he get to hurting Kabib? Oh, is that is that the question? Connor really thought he could KO Dustin. <clears throat> he never expected it to go two rounds. <coughs> I think he, he should think he could KO Dustin because he did. You know, so I mean that you can't take that away from him. Ola from Perth, keep up the good work. Right back at you, Ronnie Ortiz. Thank you. Can you speak to a trend in which Connor seems not to be able to weather the storm and recover when he receives damage or gets fatigued? I I do think, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, I do think that Connor is a front runner. I do think that he's able to put on so much pressure and strength and power into those first seven, eight, nine minutes of a fight that um I don't know how like what you do if someone weathers that afterwards. Not just Connor, I think anyone. And when I say front runner, that's what I mean. I don't mean like he's a front runner, he's a quitter. No, I mean like I think that's his style of fighting. I think he there there are people that don't like Mike Tyson didn't really win. Like he wasn't like a guy that was going to come and outbox you for twelve rounds. He wasn't that guy. He was a guy that was going to come out and knock your fucking head off. And he could box. He was very, very skillful. And he wasn't like a quitter, but he was definitely that kind of fighter, you know? So um I think Connor's got a lot of that in him. I don't necessarily think he's a quitter, but I do think that that the style of fight that he does it's very hard okay where do i go from there because you've he he also has to expend a lot of energy to fight like that you know so it's it's hard um jacob bird song says i shouldn't have brought up political stuff i definitely think sports and politics is it, but i definitely respect bad for sticking to fights for all the fans sake thanks brother thank you very much amen thank you for being so understanding honestly because um, I like to think that I read quite broadly and I have my opinion on a lot of different things, man, but, um, we could go down a very dark rabbit hole very, very quickly. So don't think for a minute that I'm ignorant on, um, the politics of different things, or I don't have my opinions, but for example, just to give a quick thing in Australia today, it's Australia day. Um, it is a day that we have this device. It's a, a polarizing day for many reasons. I don't want to get into it, but I don't, like, I just don't get into it. You know what I mean? Not here. There's forums for that in other in other places. Um. So thanks, Jacob, for being cool, man. BJ Penn arrested again this week for DUI. Do you think the UFC does enough for their veterans? I'll tell you something, dude. I'll tell you. I don't want to talk about BJ Penn per se, but I'll tell you this. When you're out of the limelight, like, nobody cares about you anymore not the fans not the ufc not anyone and uh, a lot of the fighters go through some very dark places but on their way up as well a lot of fighters get involved with different people charles sonan spoke about this before he said like when you become famous when you become a good fighter you have not just more opportunities but you have more opportunities from different people come out you want to do this business deal you want to do that you want to... And I think that kind of alienates you from stuff as well, you know? And so when you're done fighting and the lights are off, you're left with just you and the people that you have around you. And a lot of the times, they're not the best people, man. You know what I mean? Um, So I think it's really, really tough for veterans, um, fighters, other sportsmen, and everything, because you're forced to make decisions on the fly as you're coming up when the lights are on you and nobody there. When BJ Penn was, you know, lightweight champion, not many people are going to put their hand up and go, hey, BJ, I don't agree with what you're doing and da 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 da, da. Not many people are going to do that, you know. Now when the lights are off and everything and he's still, I feel sorry for him, man. I really do. Because it's a real, 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 real contrast to what life was like before. Thank you, man. Um, Biggie Briar Gaming Exclusive. Thank you for loving the channel. I really appreciate it. Eli couldn't be here today. He's out fighting fires. And today is a motherfucker of a day to fight fires here in Australia. It's It was 30 degrees at 7 a.m. And I live on the coast, in, this, in the south coast, which is cooler. Um, can Connor replicate his original victory momentum from Joseph Feely? Um, <clears throat> I... I don't know if you can replicate that necessarily because you got to understand what happened with Connor as well. And this is nothing against him. He did the right thing, he grabbed it and ran with it. But it was like a perfect storm. Like, he was a perfect storm. Like, that thing that he had, that gimmick and the following that he had and everything, and like that worked perfectly then. You know, it's not necessarily what people want to see now. And I don't think, due to the reasons that we spoke before, that he can come out with that same type of energy and the same type of brashness and whatnot because I don't think it's going to do well for the image that he's trying to build today. And so that same type of momentum, I don't know. His ability to fight, for sure. He's a really, really good fighter. So who knows? He's kind of too old to do six months in Thailand and learn how to check those kicks? Uh, two things, like I said earlier. Those calf kicks are not really like a, a Thai kickboxing thing. Um, Connor's not too old. He's an incredible athlete, and he'd be able to do it. Um, there will be things that he'll take from the ties and be able to check. But man, trust me, he's got good people around him. You know, he they are not stupid. They're not stupid. Um how <laughs> it's a big cup, man. I have gotta stay hydrated. It's so, so, so hot here. Um Joseph Freely. Um, I don't know, I, I don't know if his power translate the same at lightweight i agree with you maybe it doesn't i don't just think it's it's also not just his uh power uh his mechanical advantages like his reach and his length and his everything that he had at, at featherweight is a little bit different at lightweight i would go the hot sauce brutus because i don't drink so i don't drink alcohol so i don't think i'd i'd go with a proper 12 um Every single wrestler that's Space Khabib said the same story Chandler is trying to use again. I, I agree. I do agree. I was thinking of that the same thing. I do think that Chandler is a very good wrestler though. Um, and he's very powerful. He's not just like a good wrestler. He's a very thick, short, compact guy that, that would be a nightmare to take down. And I do think that he's very active with his wrestling. Not like a gauge he was necessarily. And the other thing, he's got very tidy powerful hands you know that you have to be careful of and he's very adaptable and smart that's one of the things that really really impressed me in that fight um I think Connor beats Ferguson though I think he does but I think yeah it would be an interesting press conference for sure um Volkanovsky versus Kabib I think Kabib is a fair bit bigger than Volks like a fair bit bigger Although Volkanovski big man, like he's a big little dude. And I would never underestimate him against anyone. The thing that impresses me with Volkanovski is his stand-up and he's he's smart. He's very, very smart. Um, in the presser, Chandler talked about giving Hooker space after KOing him and condemned fighters who spam the concussed opponents with affection after their wins glad that he mentioned it you know what i do think like there is a moment there where people it's kind of self-serving like there's a lot of that like if you really like i don't want to criticize people because sometimes people like genuinely want to be like hey man i'm i'm i like you whatever so i don't want to i don't want to condemn them but i also want to say like uh, you know you got to think are you doing that to show the world that you're humble and to express your humility? Or are you doing it because you're genuinely concerned about how this person is? And if you're genuinely concerned about how that person is, probably give them some space. You're going to see each other at the back and have a chat. The last thing you probably want is the guy that, you know, a good handshake, something like that is all right. But, you know, being all over someone after you knocked them the fuck out is not, you know, dude, you don't want to, you don't want to talk to, your neighbor if you just had a fight with your wife. You know what I mean? If you just had an argument with your wife, you don't want to go out and have a, a chat with a neighbor, let alone the guy knocked you the fuck out in front of however many people, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, and you want the guy to smooch you and hug you? Probably not. I agree with that. And especially the thing about the humility thing, I think is an important one. Um dude, I think it's people that know me. You know what I mean? That grew up with me. Because you can not like it, and you just don't have to watch it. But I think like if I've done something to those people, like in year eleven or something, I'm sorry. Um, and they come out there go, like, "Oh, I hate you," you know, because you have to like. I don't think I don't think it's that important enough for you to hate it. Um. Yeah, that's my take on it, Jacob. I find like a lot of that. There's a lot of fake humility, man, like out there in, in the martial arts. You know, I think like there's people out there that you probably think like you know it says never meet your heroes there's a lot of people you shouldn't meet that's my opinion um dustin looked slow and stiff kicks were slow as hell if it wasn't for that calf kick i think connor would have smoked him man that's a could have would have should have why do dutch style kickboxers get away with standing less square than traditional muay thai guys um there aren't the knees and the clinching in um the k1 style of kickboxing there isn't it's a it's very very different like there isn't the elbows there isn't the knees there isn't um like you can knee but you there, there isn't the same traditional clinching and knee it's a it's a little bit different so it, it lends itself to a different style of kickboxing connor also looks different than usual i mean compared to 2014 connor is now a bit more bounce boxing orientated static less bouncy i have to agree with that um I reckon those bigger guys are easier for Khabib would be interested in seeing how he handles someone smaller. Well, he handled Gaethje and he was, Gaethje was a fair bit smaller. Um, I think that the thing that interests me is just the, the way that Chandler is built, I think is a little bit difficult to just take down like that. And I will say this, Chandler has an uncanny ability to end up on top in scrambles. Can he do it with Khabib? I don't know. Conor was surprised by the calf kick, but to be honest, the calf kick has been a, the forefront of a yeah that that's what i was going to say i don't think that um the calf kick is new or that you really didn't think that dustin was going to use it i don't know i that's i joseph i agree with you i think that's more i think he thought that he could take the the he'd land more shots on dustin's chin and he'd be able to get dustin out of there before the leg kicks really did the damage um, Justin kicked Kabib's shin a lot and seems effective. How close did Justin get to prevent Khabib from shooting decent takedowns? Thanks. Well, Khabib was already carrying an injury apparently leading into that fight. I I don't know because like I said, not all kicks are the same. So you can have landed hard kicks, but it's a game of millimeters. You might have landed a bit more on the bone than on the muscle, and. Khabib just bought himself an extra kick, if you know, if if that makes sense. Let's say you can take five kicks on the on the bone, you can take three on the muscle. Um, if if he landed one on the bone, then maybe, you know, that gave Khabib some extra shots as opposed to three flush on the tibialis anterior or or there on the gastroc or right on the fibula and broken the fibula. Wouldn't it matter how tough Khabib is, it wouldn't matter. If he broke the fibula, it wouldn't have mattered. But he didn't land those kicks like that. Um yes, let me see. Dustin executed his game plan perfectly, and I knew in order to win, he had to have to execute the game plan. Da, 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 da. Um, yes, I think that Dustin did do a fantastic job of executing his game perfectly. Um Mark, that Michael Chandler, though, I knew he was a dog, but I knew Dan. Was going to keep the distance and try to snipe Chandler, but I think his output was his flaw. And I think that's why he was disappointed. I don't know. I don't know. I think he was disappointed because he lost the fight. Um, who knows? Um man, I don't know that Hooker looked low energy. I I don't I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that Chandler adapted really, really well and won. Um Yes. Yeah, so, so Eugene gave an interview today and sound. Thank you very much, Safa, for um, supporting us, man. I really, really appreciate it. Eugene gave an interview today and sounds like Dan's just very upset. Understandable. Yes. Eugene already talking about next matchups, which is promising. Yeah. And did you just, that's the other thing, man. You just got to keep it rolling. You lost, move, keep going. You know, it's not, it's not the end of the world. You've got to keep going. Um, Thanks, man. Thank you very much, Steph. I really, really appreciate it, man. I really do. Oh, also now, this was just told to me by David Roberts the other day. There's a PayPal account, which the links are in the um the links are like where the links are, whatever that means. And feel free, please, to help out, donate there. That's because YouTube takes a massive chunk. So if you donate there, man, that would be amazing and it's incredibly helpful. So thank you very much. Um, and it is hard, man. Like people don't understand, like. The equipment costs money, the time that you have to do here and sit down and talk and everything. You know, it's it's amazing and I love it, but it's it's hard and I want to keep putting out content. Um, I heard it's because in training when they use pads, Connor checks the, the kicks, how he was in the fight, and he can get away with it. But without the pads, he realized he was checking the kicks wrong. Possibly. Absolutely, Lucian Fox. Possibly. It's very different, man. You can take those calf kicks with the with the pads in training. To a certain extent. I don't know if anyone in here has taken a calf kick, but yeah, bone or muscle sore as fuck. Yes, it is, Tyson. If you take one, you don't even have to take them hard. You can just like shadow box with your mates and just give a little calf kick, not, not that hard, and you feel it. Like it's no joke. I think some people are undervaluing the fantastic footwork Dustin employed in this fight. He fantastically stepped to the side to avoid Connor's up jab and rock him with a right hook spot on 100 spot on like that's that's a thing like it's all about connor did wrong or hooker did wrong and this is what man they they fought some really good guys that were able to capitalize on the fight and won you know and and that was that was incredibly good um am i blocking all the trolls fab they were out in serious numbers this week well i didn't block anyone to be honest i don't even know how to block anyone so yeah i don't know what to do but you know what, guys? I I have to go. We've been on here for an hour and a half. I've had a ton of fun doing this, and I really, really appreciate everyone coming on here. Everyone supporting, man. It was it's awesome. I love doing it. Um, man, I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, please like and subscribe to the channel. Um, hit the notification bell so you get in any, any notifications. Um, tell your friends. Let me know what's, you know, what you think as well in the comments when you write. In the comments, I'll try and get back to everyone as well. But I love doing these things, man. And and you guys make it like, man, if it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be doing it. So I couldn't do it. I'd just be like a maniac here talking to myself. So man, thank you so much. Uh tune in for this week because we're gonna be doing um obviously a fight companion commentary for the UFC on the weekend. And I really, really, really thank everyone again, man. I thank you so much for everything. Um, please guys like subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow, and tune in. Thank you so much, guys. Take care.